And welcome back to Bar Down. Breakdown. I'm your host at Yes Men Outfitter, straight off the island that Emo built. We got your boy live from the hive at Mikey CLT. Mikey, how are we doing tonight, buddy? Uh, could be better, but, you know, we we got that X next to our name in the standing, so I can't really be too down on ourselves. And, you know, I, you know, I talked to you before the game, and we kind of saw this coming a little bit. And, you know, the, the fact that we had a chance to tie up the, the game, you know, in the last few minutes, you know, it was a good game towards the end, so I can't really complain. Yeah, I told you on the ride over there, real ho-hum attitude. Um, I have this um, second sense about the feeling of, oh, we talked about it. I can tell exactly what's going to happen in the game. The electricity from a fan base um, wasn't there. And I I kind of have an answer as to why. I've been trying to figure out, really. and One, because there's a couple of reasons. One, because people just don't care. I mean, this is going to die. This feeling is going to die. This, you know, moving on is going to happen. I don't think there really is enough, you know, retribution because they're winning. If they're losing, it's a different situation. Um, But, you know, this kind of feeling of scorned lover, you know, hath returned, let's do something is, is like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're, we're not all walking around thinking about our ex-girlfriends constantly. At a certain point, you move on. So, you know, it's just exhausting. It was exhausting. I, I was exhausted thinking about it. You know, I, the, the it's a Monday. They already clinched. Like, it just hasn't been in our nature to get the cherry on top. You know what I mean? And it really. But I, I think for. I think for the rest of time, whenever he touches the puck, he will get booed. Like, because we even boo Sidney Crosby every time he touches the puck. For sure. Um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I, I don't really think people boo I, I, everybody. The Sidney Crosby thing is a little bit different. I, and and that's just, and nobody likes Sidney Crosby. But it's just, yeah, there will there'll always be that, you know, you know, a little bit of, hey, fuck you, a little bit of extraness. You know what I mean? I think that's going to kind of fuel a bit of a a bit of a rivalry, I guess. But here's my thing with Toronto and will, you know, I, you know, I am but a Twitter account. I mean, I'm talking to people, but am I really talking to people? You, you never really get like to say what you're trying to say out loud in a meaningful way to a group of people. So here's my platform. Toronto fans, honestly, this has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you, not even in the least bit. Now, you can help defend it. You can, you know, be on his side as you should be. He's on your team, and we would do the same if we were you. But, you know, it's such a weird type of rivalry, like – I don't hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. I hate the guy playing for them. You know what I mean? Like I, I could really give a shit less like about Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, or Jake Muzzin, or until we offer sheet Mitch Marner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> so what? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, 
I think that's kind of like our little dig on 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 Maple Leafs fans. I truly forget how like naturally kind-hearted Canadian people can be because hockey is such a violent sport, right? So I think a lot of the problem is New York is so full with people like of vitriol and 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 sarcasm that whenever somebody from Canada tries to say Hey, like, why are you going to be mad at a guy? He gave you nine years. You guys should. It kind of comes off as like, ha ha, you suck. We won. But I really don't think that's what they're doing. Like, a lot of them are really actually confused as to why you would be mad at another human being. But I just think that people from Long Island are so used to the cynicism and, and sarcasm that we all throw at each other all day that it comes off as such. You know what I mean? Dude, that's a great point because, yeah. you know, New Yorkers like I'm so mean to my own friends that like <laughs> thousand percent think <laughs> like, about like my best friend in the entire world. I fucking hate him. Yeah, hate him. I, I think that's just the way we've been raised. Hate like him. we're just jerks. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But if he called me and said, you know, came to my house, and he was like, hey, you know, I fucked up. We got to find a place to put a body. I'd be like, all right, get in the car. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> But it, it, it it's it's just so funny because I find myself or other I see other people I you know I try to stay above the fray on Twitter I'm a good person you know I don't start a fight um, but you know you see other people responding and it's like all right are you are you being like I can't I can't tell I'm so stupid like I can't tell whether or not people like Toronto Maple Leaf fans are really actually confused or being sarcastic. And I think they're just generally confused, which confuses me um, because if anybody, you know, with a brain, all they had to do is type in, I, I do it all the time. I just did it to Winnipeg. We beat, we beat Winnipeg in like heartbreaking fashion. And I wanted to see like what people were saying. So I went on Reddit and apparently the Winnipeg Jets, unfortunately that night was playing a brand of jerts hockey spelled, Hashtag J E R T S. That's a thing. Know. What is that? I don't know. Right? You don't know. But all you so I went in. I'm like, how do they handle this loss? Who are they going to blame it on? Like, no one from Toronto typed in the beginning of the year. Like, gee, I wonder how New York's doing without John Tavares. Typed in Islanders on Twitter and didn't read some of the shit that was being said about him. Like, there was nothing. There was nothing surprising to me in, in February, and we talked about it, but we're, we're here to talk about today. And um, He won. They won. Ho-hum. I did it at home already. I don't care. I just don't care. I mean, at certain points, there were people in our section, like, we're leaving, we're leaving the game, and people are talking. Like, one guy starts a JT sucks chant. I just turn to him, like, bro, he scored the game-winning goal. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> you sound like a dick. He's the second leading scorer in the NHL. You can't take that away from him. Numbers don't lie. And just move on. The Capitals lost. That was scary. We had more conversation about what was going on in the Capitals game than the Islanders game today in our section. Did you see what happened? Yeah, but then they almost came back and almost won. That's what I'm saying. They almost, they almost came back. That would have killed us because that would have dropped us out of contention for the Metro. So, 
you know, them scoring two goals in the last two minutes, really, like, everyone was like, holy shit, this could really fuck us. But it didn't, and we're fine. Dude, that's just a testament to how great hockey is. Like, the Florida Panthers are dead and gone, but they still brought it tonight, and yeah. they went out and beat the, the best team in the in the Metro. Yeah, and it's going to have— That doesn't happen, really, in any other sport. No, and it's going to have an impact on the season, which is what makes hockey so interesting to me. Like, we're down the stretch here, man, and and it's really we're really fighting for one here, and and no game is given. You know, there's no there's no stopping anybody anywhere. I mean, besides the Sabers who have just given up. I mean, I just <laughs> that's just I feel horrible for them. Oh, dude, one of the one of the um. One of the call-ups from the Sabres' parents came and partied with us on Saturday. That's awesome. <laughs> we were like, oh, man, we were like, hey, you know, he, they're like, he's a good old-time hockey player. We raised him like he loves hitting. He's really physical. You know, he's a big, tough guy, heavy defense. And we're like, listen, we know a guy, and we could get him on a winning team by next year. So if you want us to make a call, we'll call Lou Lamarillo right now. You come hang out with us whenever you want. They were, we got them pretty drunk. They were all about it. I'm not gonna say who it was on the team. I'm not gonna say the name or number. Uh, but they were having a good ass time. They were a fun group of people. Yeah, I I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the the Buffalo fans as well, just because I went to school, you know, close to Buffalo and. They're a good time. They're they're very knowledgeable about their teams, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. Basically Canadian, but um, in a very quick juxtaposition, I went to school in New Jersey, and I hate those sons of bitches. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, because we're not really going to talk about it with um, with our interview, I'll talk about it quickly. Um, that tailgate on saturday was everything i could have asked for uh we had a really good time i think we kind of emptied the tanks on that one so today again like coming here today was just kind of like ah you know we kind of got to do it for the picture here but you know we're you know it was emptied on saturday i mean what a situation we had a power hour um that we made with all the music we listen to every time um, the song changes after every minute. Every time the song changes, you take a drink. For those of you who don't know what a power is, hour is, um, you get them to change every minute for 60 minutes. So uh, we had a great time there. Um, and um, what's his name? Brendan Burke came by after my tweet because I told him to narrate my tailgate. And he came by and he signed the bars out, which was awesome. Uh, we had a really good time. And then um, sunrise, sunset, the Islanders were going to clinch on Saturday. I give you three um, of the only things that were definitely happening that Saturday. And I told that to John Ledecky, and he agreed with me and started laughing. And he asked if he could use that line for the rest of the night. I said, go ahead, Johnny boy. And he came and partied with us after we won. What an owner, man. Like, what an owner. Rich people are weird. <laughs> Specifically him. I love him to die. I, I will I will do horrible things to keep that man alive if I have to. I will jump in front of bullets because he's awesome, but he is weird. Like he signed the bar. <laughs> we asked him to sign the bar, and you would have thought we asked him to write like a paragraph in a book. We're like, hey, can you sign the bar? Yeah, sure, no problem. So he signs his name, and then he writes, Yes, yes, yes. 
he goes, he, he signs it like John T. Ledecky, whatever his middle initial is, owner of the New York Islanders, yes, 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 best fans. <laughs> That's the longest autograph ever. Yeah, yeah, like, I always be like, he was just writing words in, just like, four check. <laughs> Ice the puck. Sweet level. Tailgating. Butthole. Rectangle. Just words. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah, it was, but I love him nonetheless. I, I you know, not going to rip him for it. But he came out and, and hung out with us after. Like, my, my favorite pastime has really been, like, after the big wins, when I get to beat everybody out of the uh, Coliseum and stand in front of the door and play na 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 na, hey, 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 goodbye. Like as like after a big win and people just go fucking eight. I, something about that. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Like when you hear that song at a sporting event, you get so fucking amped or sad. But for me, it's amped because we only play. I only play it when we win. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's a scene, man. It's been too long since I've been to a, a game at the Coliseum. And, you know, it kind of stinks that it looks like the, the playoff schedule is not going to be in my favor. And, you know, if anything, it won't be until game five that I'll be able to come. So I really I'm missing out every time I see pictures of your tailgate for sure. Yeah, like tailgate grows every game. And, and just so I could take over your music. That's the only reason I want to go. Oh, for sure. I do a pretty good job. And I'm already playing your playlist anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that's another um, thing. Get on Spotify. Mikey, shoot out the playlist tomorrow when you get a chance. Um, and just check out what we've been listening to. And, and send us um, what you think we should be listening to. And then we'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. Because this, uh, this is a partnership. This is not, an, uh, this is not a, uh, a republic here. This is me and Mikey and then the rest of you guys. So give us good music. We'll tell you if it's good music. And then we'll add it to our playlist. Um, speaking well, of. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of good music. Of music. Yeah. Uh, almost fell off my chair when Mikey locked this one down. Uh, um, Shane told from Silverstein. Holy shit, man. This is a big one. Dude, I ran around my house. Like I just got into college when I got the, yeah, I did. Caitlin was like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm like, you know, I'm a huge Shane Toll fan because his podcast and is like, ridiculously good and it's weird that we're gonna plug another podcast because his is way better than ours but man such right. a huge Shane Told fan right right and I thought I was gonna have to fight Seaway over Toronto but uh no you gave me the boss level right to the top so uh we have an excellent interview uh lined up we actually uh recorded it right after the game uh, I literally drove out of the parking lot Home, walked in my house, turned on Skype, and uh, so you're getting the immediate reaction um, from yours truly and Shane, who caught um, who caught it on his own. <laughs> he wasn't there, but he was able to watch it. And uh, yeah, yeah, these are uh, fresh, fresh scars, uh, fresh wounds here. So uh, you're getting it, you're getting it right off the boat. Let's take them in, Mikey. All right. Here's Shane Told of Silverstein and the lead singer Syndrome. When I'm lying in your bed, play the motions through my 
back in the box post game with our boy Shane told of Silverstein Shane what's up guys I'm not even gonna I don't know I don't want to be nice to you but I'm gonna be nice to you what's up man how are you I'm great I'm great man I was spending the weekend in Vegas bachelor party and uh I landed got to watch a little bit of the third period um and I missed I missed all the drama but uh I was able to go watch the highlights, and it looks like it was a great victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. I wouldn't say great victory, for being honest with you. I would say pretty, pretty run-of-the-mill standard hockey game. I don't think any team pl- did anything extravagant. But no, of course, I- another freaking first goal in the NHL against the New York Islanders. I feel like we must have a record for that. Freaky bounce, insane. Yeah, it's what's crazy is like, where are these guys coming from? Like this late in the season, just some random rookies scoring his first time. Like, why are these guys playing? How are these guys in the rotation? <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? Well, just yeah. So obviously just to fill it, if you haven't figured it out yet, Shane is big time Toronto fan. Um, we lined it up for post game because we figured that would be when the uh, emotions were highest and we you get the most out of the two of us. So um yeah, man, uh, that was kind of a bit out of left field, that first goal. And, uh, you know, I don't, listen, I hate when people resort to saying the ice was shitty because the ice is shitty for both teams. So I'm not saying it. It. I'm just saying on that particular goal, that was kind of, I mean, Lena won that one back immediately. It, it took him everything to not snap his his uh, stick over the uh, the crossbar. But. Yeah, no, no one was really happy to see that one uh, go in. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always bad goals in hockey. That's the part of the game, and and exactly what you said, the ice is bad for both teams. The conditions are the same for both teams, and it's just the way it is. And um, easily that game could have been a 1-1 game uh, or even a 2-1 game the other way in that first period, you know, from, yeah. from what I, from what I, uh, from what I gathered, uh, you know, rewatching – some some of the stuff. So, I mean, that's just hockey, you know. Um, just hockey. Yeah. Now you guys clinched with one point today, anyway, right? Yeah. It was. It was. You know. Obviously, the the drama that is the New York Islanders and John Tavares at this point. Uh, there was a lot of um, milestones tonight. I mean, obviously, clinching against the Islanders. Uh, John Tavares getting his uh, career high in points. I think it was his 87th point on that goal. Uh, so yeah, a couple milestones for uh, for the Leafs and John Tavares tonight. So that was, from my perspective, that was great to see. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm I'm curious, Shane. I I know that the the Islander fans are like despising the Maple Leafs and John Tavares at this point. Is it vice versa? Are Maple Leafs fans starting to uh, despise us on the island? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no history between these teams, really. Like, you know, uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. We're uh, both bad, so I could see why that we don't get to there. There's not a lot of meaningful hockey played, but well, yeah, I, I, yeah, would, I mean, I mean, I'm just talking like historically. This isn't a rivalry like like uh, Toronto Montreal or or something like that. You know, yeah. like to that magnitude. These are these are teams that sure they're in the same conference. They play each other a few times a year, but you know it is there isn't this deep rooted hatred like so many other NHL teams have for each other, and like you know obviously the Islanders have with say the Rangers or whatever, you know. So so I, I really don't think anyone in Toronto cares at all about the Islanders until now, because right. the way that the Islanders just went really went for the throat with John Tavares, um, you know, whatever that game was a month ago. I think everyone in Toronto was just shocked. Like, like, why? Like, why is everyone so mad? Like, this guy gave you nine seasons, played through some pretty rough years, never complained, and then the guy's a free agent after nine seasons. He wants to go home. What's wrong with that? I, I think what's wrong yeah. what's wrong with me hating somebody leaving my team? I mean, sure, but it's this isn't like the first time, you know, anybody's uh left a, a hockey team or a sports team in general and it's fine, I mean, to to uh to boo a guy every time he touches the puck uh or, or in basketball boo a guy every time he touches the ball or whatever. I mean, that's that's commonplace. But what isn't commonplace was just how vicious, you know, the Islanders fans were. And that to me was, I just didn't really, I mean, I wasn't following every, every, uh, you know, uh, report of the free agency and what happened and what was said or whatever, but this is a whole new level of viciousness. Really? Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I, I can't remember ever seeing that to this degree. I mean, there one like LeBron James left Cleveland and they were burning his jerseys and, you know, those kinds of things. Sure. There's been a couple players, but, but, you know, I mean, guy goes home to his hometown. I mean, geez, like give him a break. Well, I don't think any Islander fans really mad that he went home. I think what they're mad at is the fact that he was kind of leading the franchise along saying that he was going to stay. He wanted to spend the rest of his career as an Islander and, we could have traded him at the deadline and got some assets and we got mm -hmm. absolutely nothing for him. Right. And, you know, you don't really hear. Yes, you, you hear of players leaving all the time, but you don't really hear franchise players and captains leaving for nothing. That doesn't really happen. No, typically, typically not. You know, you're right. And I mean, I, I don't know what would happen if Sidney Crosby left, you know, left the Penguins or something. I mean, you know, obviously, um, obviously those things happen, but. I just, you know, think maybe you should give the guy a little bit of credit for playing nine seasons for your team. That's just my take. No, of course. And, and you know, no Islander fan's going to gonna argue that fact. But, no, I'll you know, argue it. also the, the same, <laughs> same thing. Like, like now I'm, you're... Not, I'm not trying to be a dick. Sorry. But I just don't like for one game. Right. And, and I'm going to tell you as some Shane, as somebody. So I just came from the game. I know that I know that Mikey told you this right yeah so yeah. what what's going to happen and because i was just there and i literally just witnessed it this is gonna die 
this is going to be dead by next year. No, it's something for all of us to kind of talk about, and it, it'll you know it'll be brought up every time he plays in New York again, and whatever people need something to write about. But it 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 was done. It was flushed in in February. Like the, it's not it's not going to happen again. I mean, there were certain points. It went from in the beginning of the game. It went from every time he touched the ice to every time he touched the puck to every time he touched the puck and skated a little bit with it. To people were even forgetting to do it at a certain point. It's just exhausting. And from mm-hmm. two teams mm-hmm. that aren't haven't been really um a threat. I mean, last year you guys are you, you guys have been building for a little bit longer than us. Obviously, we weren't chosen to be in the position that we were in. But for two teams whose most recent history isn't really something to tout, I think both fan bases and both organizations want to move past it. Honestly, I think everybody's fucking tired of it. It's the same old shit and you're just going to you're just going to see it's going to slowly die because I am much more upset about today that we lost a golden opportunity to get two points uh gain two points on Washington than mm-hmm. you know like li- and I like listen, he scores that beautiful goal. What a snipe. Vintage John Tavares goal. And you slump back in your chair and you clap a little bit and feel like he finally got the monkey off his back. Because I couldn't see in February any any human with any emotion being able to withstand that type of yelling and screaming and not feel like, holy shit, that's a lot. That being Well, that's said- right. That's what I'm saying. The viciousness was a different level. It was a different breed. Okay, and I don't but- think – I mean, Tavares must have known – it was going to be some of that, but I don't think any, like you said, any human being, any person with, with emotions, especially when you played somewhere for almost a decade can just walk in there and just be like, I mean, he was shell shocked for sure. And, and he played tonight like a man. A big, oh yes, he did. And you knew he was ready and he came to play. Mm-hmm. There's no, Absolutely. there's no question. Uh, nobody's taking away his ability um, and, and stuff like that. But it, you know, like I just everybody the viciousness, people yelled at him. You know, like I mean, is that really, is that really that big of a? Well, I mean, people were throwing snakes on the ice, and there were you know, all these 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 things that were like pretty extreme, you know. Well, yeah. Sorry, I mean to keep cutting you off. I just take it very. I, I don't know. I just find it like so fascinating from somebody because I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of um, Toronto Maple Leafs fans, so you don't right. really get to talk to to somebody. So you know, it, it, it just from somebody that was there. I mean, it really like besides the 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 yelling and screaming, which was really like fu- I mean, you had to laugh at some of the stuff. There was but some that's funny- the thing. But that's the thing, right? Like what? Like when does it become embarrassing as an Islanders fan? When you're like, come on, guys! Like we're just being immature here. We're being childish. You know, yeah. we got a team that's that's that might get to 100 points this year. Shouldn't that be the focus? Not not whining about our, our former captain. You know what I mean? Shouldn't it be like, oh, my God, we're actually a good hockey team. This should be celebrated. I think it was. I think in, I think in February you had to do that. Right. So I'm talking to somebody that like you just said, like, what would happen if Crosby ever chose to leave the Penguins, right? Right. So, like, it's kind of – it's a bit unprecedented in our lifetimes 
right now, right, of how it would react. Like, it fucking sucks, you know? What if, uh, you know, what if, uh, what's his name? Matthews went, chose to go back to Arizona. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't really comprehend that, and that's probably not going to happen. But, like, it it's just so fucking annoying, and it's such a microcosm of what it is to be an Islander fan. Because, like, let me explain to you, like, for you guys to not think that it was going to be it was going to be anything less than uncomfortable just shows how insignificant the Islanders are as a as an organization for nobody from Toronto to even go on t- if you went on Twitter for 5 seconds and typed in the word Islanders at any point during this season and read what people were writing you had to know that it was going to be that that bad right you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know what, though? I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs, in a lot of ways, they're like the New York Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. They're the New York Yankees of, of hockey. Nobody gives a shit about anything else going on in the NHL. Doesn't even know. Doesn't care. Especially like about a team like the Islanders. I'm just, it's just the way it is. It's, I agree it's, with you. It's, it's, you know, it, it, Toronto Maple Leafs fans, including myself, we have our heads so far up our own asses. And now that we're actually good, it's even worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, so no one, no one noticed or cared. It was like, oh yeah, John Tavares, he's a great player. He's actually from my hometown of Oakville, Ontario, you know, like, so everyone's like, oh, this is great. This guy's coming home. And, you know, nobody considered the ramifications of the, of the Islanders or cared, Yeah, you know, but yeah. the other thing, the other point I want to make though, is, you know, you're talking about, okay, this is a choice. This is a choice. He made this choice. Well, you make a choice based on reasons, right? And, you know, you can blame him all you want for, for him, you know, turning his back on the team and on the fans and stuff. But let's keep in mind all of the issues the Islanders have had with management and with, you know, moving moving arenas and all, all these different, like, things that have been going on, you know, over the last few years. Like, it's been a mess. Oh, oh more sure. than the last few years, my whole entire lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just mean the last few years in, in terms of with how it relates to John Tavares, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and here's like, but I'll I'll counter that with this, right? So you're a hundred percent correct. You know, anybody that's like, you know, willing, you know, trying to make the next step, maybe the Islanders really aren't your ideal choice for a franchise. But again, with the insignificant, like people, if you, you know. The addition of Barry Trotz, the mm-hmm. adding of Lou Lamarillo as GM, the locking down, locking down a place to play, you know, a future home, getting out of Brooklyn, slating half the games in belt in at, at the Coliseum, which was they could have the entire season there. The NHL doesn't want them to do it, which is kind of ridiculous if you're trying to because being slided and moving that team to Brooklyn was just the wrong thing to begin with, but it was their only option. So you right. have to understand from a fan standpoint of the Islanders, right? Everything is going up. Everything is going in the right direction. And you, the one linchpin, the one thing that would have been like, let's go here. We are because yeah, that's the one thing we're missing is the, is a, is a sniper, somebody that puts the puck in the back of the net. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right there and you didn't get it. And then it, it felt like, you know, 
shit, man, that was the last piece to the puzzle and it didn't fall our way. So it just gave us another reason to be upset. Like, Absolutely. But, you know, from your guys' perspective, as uh, obviously as a, guys that follow the team, you know, religiously, is this season a surprise? I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, obviously, you go in, obviously you go into every season with some optimism, right? And you look at the pieces that you got, you know, and you say, oh, but then you lost a big one, you know? So I was surprised. I mean, it, you know, it's been a few years since the Islanders made the playoffs. I think it's about three years two, now. Two. Two years? Yeah, two years. So, so um, I, yeah, I, I just, from your perspective, I'm very curious if, if this, I mean, already this seems like this season, regardless of, of what happens in the playoffs, it's already success. I mean, it's been a very, very good season for the Islanders. Yeah, yeah you know, that's the, the Trotz effect. You got Barry Trotz, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a Stanley Cup winning coach behind the bench. I, I feel like that took you to the next level. But then also, you know, no one really knew what we were getting with Robin. And he's been outstanding for us. And, you know, it's great to see he's turned his life around. And, you know, the fans have really embraced him. So, like, you know, on one end, our fan base is attacking John Tavares, but our, on the other end, you know, we are all behind Robin Leonard right now. So right. that's been really awesome to see. And, you know, Matt Martin's back home. You know, he, yep. him and Sid, Sidney Esiason, you know, they, their home is Long Island, even though M- Martin's from Canada. You know, I'd say his home is here on Long Island and the fan base is happy he's back. So, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, we, we did lose a big, huge piece, but now we have like, the, the foundation and you know it, even if we don't win the stanley cup this year we we have that foundation moving forward where you know we pick up a few free agents this you know off season and we could be uh, a contender for a while to come absolutely absolutely uh, i agree with that lou lamorello is an interesting general manager isn't he it's crazy we've never really had this type of like real i don't want to say yeah, I guess I'll say it. Direction. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort mm-hmm. of like there's a plan. I mean, it, it kind of feels like he's laying the brickwork for his for his son to to take over. You know, he's older now. And oh, yeah. His, he's, I mean, he's as old school as it gets. Yeah. And his son is the what was bef- while he was GM for you guys. His son was the GM of our AHL team. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't Which know is, that. Yeah, which is kind of like why this was a landing spot for him because he's going to kind of – it feels like he's going to lay up and, and, and get it all. Like him not moving anything at the deadline kind of felt like if, you know, if we don't get a good enough deal, I'm not going to screw my son over for years to come. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you want to have a guy that's looking for, not just trying to keep their job. Um, absolutely. So that's 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 good. Yeah, I I, uh, I think the stories about Lou Lamorello and all of his craziness, like how he doesn't let players wear high numbers. Do you know all about that? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That, <laughs> that was is like the a weirdest thing ever. And and it's funny because I I didn't know that when he was GM of the Leafs, and then uh, you know I look back, I look at some of the numbers that the players wear. And they wear like low numbers or like certain numbers. It's the strangest thing because the Leafs don't have a lot of, you know, other than Tavares wearing 91, which he's worn, you know, his whole career. Um, 
they don't have a lot of guys wearing like those high high you know numbers or those kind of strange you know Gretzky Lemieux era numbers. Yeah, he let everybody. I mean, he. I mean, he left the the what's you call it's the veterans keep their stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, he moved like Beauvillier, which is a big. He was a big mm-hmm. name for us for the last three years. Had to change his up and. Ho Sang, when he was up with us for about three and a half minutes, we had to change his number. So yeah, that was like he's he makes a lot of odd moves. I'm I'm I was at first kind of concerned because he's so old school. Like it's good to a point. You know what I mean? Like you 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 like it to a point where it's like, well, this is the type of behavior that wins championships, but also too, like these kids just sometimes nowadays are less likely to resp- to respond to that type of like authority, it seems like. I think like. so too. I mean, to me, to me, I think it's a distraction. Something like a number, because you're you've got like a weird OCD thing about numbers. That to me is is really stupid. <laughs> and yeah. a facial hair you know? thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's you know, it's not the number. It's the it's the name on the jersey more than the number, right? So, yeah. But I don't know. I I was interested in your take on Lou Lamarillo and. Um, and um, yeah, so so if I can ask yeah, you guys, yeah, didn't need like any splashes, but you know, no. what what is what should we be expecting from Leo Komarov once we get into the playoffs? Because you know he was a big component yeah. of your team last year. You, Uncle you Leo, yeah, I Uncle love Leo. Uncle Leo. Uh, he's one of those players that you love, you know, to have on your team. Other teams hate him, hate playing against him. Um, he's the kind of guy that, that, you know, he's going to be the grit and the muscle and he's going to be, you know, change, change the game, you know, with his two way play. And one thing about him though, that, that he doesn't get a lot of credit for is he's pretty damn skilled, especially when it seems like he always comes through, you know, when, when you need, you know, that, that goal or that setup. He, t- he tends to come through with it. So, I mean, if you're surrounded with the, with the right pieces, um, you know, and playing on the right, on the right line, especially um, his work uh, he, on the penalty kill can be really, really good. I'm not oh, sure yeah, huge. if you have him playing on playing in that role, but um, he, he can definitely maybe not win games for you, but he can win maybe periods for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah, can yeah. make, he can make plays that are, not going to show up on the score sheet, you know. Um, uh, well, maybe, but but for the most part, he's the he's the guy that you really want there on your team, and you're happy to have him. And other teams just hate him. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big I'm a big Leo Kamara fan. He's also Estonian, and I'm Estonian, so. Oh, badass! You were going to ask a question before Michael rudely interrupted you. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I always like to hear from you know a fans of other teams what they think about you know my team and stuff. So I, I, I'm curious. You know, the Leafs uh, have a first round matchup against Boston. That's and, tough. Uh, and yeah, and I'm I'm just wondering from your perspective if the Leafs are a real player in the Eastern Conference in your perspective, or if you think. Uh, it's going to be like a fi- like a five game victory for the Bruins. You hate to see it because it's such a buzzsaw, right? Um, that you guys are kind of like walking into. So, it, you know, I, I just yeah. I, I I can't say whether or not you know what I mean. I, but I you know 
I, I don't want to be mean or anything, but I, I, I would, <laughs> I just, you guys have two of the, two of the top two teams in the, in the, <laughs> in the league, you know, if, if you get, you know, so I, and I don't know if you're going to make it past the first one. Um, but you guys have the, the breakout ability. I mean, with the style of hockey we play is completely different from the style of hockey that you three teams play, which is like pretty offensive laden. It, it's yeah. not super balanced. So, um, I mean, it's more of like an, anything can happen. I, if you oh, guys right. catch Boston, I almost wonder if you can punch him in the mouth to start with. Cause they haven't had to play on the, on their heels at all all this like the right. second the whole second half right so like kind of and you know when when we're in first i felt like everybody was kind of like waiting like oh when are they gonna finally go on a skid and it hits everybody like i'm almost wondering is if is, is it gonna hit boston and right, help you guys playoffs yeah. yeah 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 i mean and you guys finally getting the monkey off of your back and Johnny getting the monkey off of his back. I mean, even even listening to Steve Dangle on one of he was he was a guest on an Islander podcast the other night the other night, and he's he said it like, you know, even though you guys have struggled a little bit in this small stretch, it, it's of no, it's it's not an indication of John Tavares, but at all he's the one pulling the rope the hardest. And if you have that, trust us. If you have that guy playing the way he needs to play, which is the way he's playing currently, you're going to be okay. So I, I wouldn't completely count you guys out. I know that a lot of people are saying, like, you know, see you later, have a nice day. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, momentum is a thing, right? And you guys right. picked up a really big game in a really big situation. And Boston hasn't played on the ropes yet. So let's see what happens. Anything can happen. That's right. And And is it looking like... Uh, the Islanders are going to draw. Is it Pittsburgh they're going to draw, most likely? That's what um, it's looking like, yeah. We're begging for – I want Carolina. Not because – obviously, I don't – I want no part of Sydney, you know, Sydney in the playoffs, but also because Mike and has done a really, really good job of um, kind of synergizing fans, you know, transient fans from New York, and he's from Carolina and, and – you know, love. There's a huge group of Islander fans down there. So if they were to draw Carolina, that would be really big because you know we'd be able to get down there and do our thing. Pittsburgh probably not so much. Um, they wouldn't want me there anyway. Trust me. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a team that I think most fans of hockey in the Eastern Conference can all kind of in solidarity uh, really rally around some hatred for. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously the Flyers, you know, and them have a rich history of, of beef. But um, I think now these days it's like, who doesn't hate the Pens? Yeah, they're kind of like the Patriots of the the hot, the NHL. Like it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's gotten that way, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I mean, even it's so funny, like all um, all Mark andre Fleury had to do is just go to go to Vegas. And suddenly he's like the feel good story of of the year. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. nobody hate, I remember hating Mark Andre Fleury. Like, like choose a last name. Fuck Like, give me a break. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing two last names. And it, just like, even that upset me. And then he went to Vegas. I'm like, you know what? He's, he's pretty good guy. I don't know. I don't understand why he's a very good goalie. Like, so it's yeah. definitely got something to do with Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely could be. And I actually have an interesting tie. Uh, tell you a quick story. 
Um, so the Vegas Golden Knights um, goaltender, uh, he, well, you know, last year they had so many injuries. So he was like the fifth, fourth or fifth on the depth chart um, playing in the AHL. And he got called up and um, was playing, you know, playing goal. And all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up because on the back of his helmet, it said Silverstein. No shit. Yeah. Dude. Max, Max Legacy. So I'm like, what is going on? So, yeah, he's a, he's a huge fan of uh, of my band. Um, and he yeah, and he had it just our like like our logo was on the back of his uh, helmet. That's um, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So so he so he um so you know I, I hit him up and actually we 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 were in Ottawa randomly and it was a day game and he was starting in goal and he hooked us up with some tickets so we went there and we saw his first NHL win. That's um, and yeah, it's just really it's pretty cool story for that guy too. Um, you know, not thinking he was going to have a chance to play in the NHL and and you know, performing pretty well, uh, in a, in a pinch for a, for Vegas. And obviously everyone knows what happened after that with their insane playoff run. Oh, um, so yeah, so that's a, a pretty cool story. And, and one thing that was interesting is, is I was hanging out with him later and I said to him, I said, look, like nobody thought your team was going to be anything, you know, it's a bunch of guys, nobody wanted. And he goes, that's exactly what it was. It's like everybody there had a chip on their shoulder. Everybody there, you know, really wanted to prove that they, you know, and he's like, he was, he said it was the best uh, locker room environment he's ever been in, in his whole, his whole career of playing hockey since he was a kid. That's awesome. And like, even just to like, kind of go back about what you said, like, Hey, like, wouldn't you care more about the fact that your team is doing well and not so much about, you know, whoever left you, like exactly what he just said. It's yeah. kind of like our season has, has almost turned into kind of that revenge tour that the same feel that you're talking about. There's so many people on the team that like, no, nobody gave a shit about, cared about even right. could pronounce their last name correctly. in some of these guys. So like exactly what you're, what he was describing is kind of like what's turned in, to us. So when we get an opportunity to stick it to somebody like, you know, like JT, that's why we take it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean that, yeah, just, but just then, to you know, like, yeah. Go, but tonight JT got the last laugh, right? That's, and that's the problem. You know, it's a little bit of a live by the sword, die by the sword. Um, you know, when you're going that route. So I, so I want to really, I want to piggyback on that, that goalie story real quick because yeah, yeah. We, we always say how there's a huge crossover between, you know, the music scene and hockey, like tons and tons of guys in bands are just huge hockey fans. And I always assumed that no hockey players were into like our genre of music. Right, so right. it's, it's sweet to know that there's at least one in yeah, the NHL. No, um, uh, no I, um, he, he definitely is a huge fan. And then another guy that I know, uh, Ryan Spooner. Oh shit. Ryan Spooner's a fan of, of punk and hardcore. And um, I was on a podcast with him actually before. Um, and apparently the story is um, Corey Crawford, you know, for Chicago, uh, he, he, I guess, like got injured because he was moshing at a Rise Against show. <laughs> apparently as somebody saw him there and he was apparently like wasted and moshing and then like did like hurt himself and had to miss like a week of games. 
a, Dude, a, few, I believe a few years it. back. Yeah. You ever been in the pit for a Rise Against show? <laughs> sure, man. Sure. Of course. It is pure fucking horror. Like, that, those, <laughs> those, those, those are some of the scary. Uh, actually, it's funny that you bring that up. That was the first ever live uh, show that I I walked into Warp Tour. And they were oh, like, yeah. they were playing. They were the first band on. And, I, and, and that, that was like the first, I was in the mosh pit, like, then that was scary. That shit was scary <laughs> for like this, like, like fucking 13 year old kid that had never been like to a live show like that. And you're like, holy shit, man. Those guys throw down. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. One other thing too, that, that Max goaltender told me, um, that I thought was very interesting and worth mentioning is so many hockey teams. I mean, I guess any sports team, but hockey, you know, is a big, is a big one. You've always got a hierarchy within a hockey team. There's a captain, there's alternate captains, right? You've got guys that have been on the team for years and years and years. And he says that that makes for a lot of, a lot of cliques, you know, and makes for a lot of young guys, you know, not feeling comfortable. Um, you know what I mean? Guys, you know, guys play on lines together and then somebody else isn't playing well. So guys get moved. He said that when Vegas, when the Knights started playing, they were all new. They Nobody had any seniority over anybody else. So it was like everybody was on the same level and they were all fighting for the same thing, which I think is really, really an interesting case because that can only happen with a new franchise right that can't happen unless you clean house and get everybody you know new and there's nobody left from the previous season there's always going to be somebody that's been there you know for years that's going to feel like they have some kind of i don't know more importance you know than than young players or, or new players on a team right right yeah yeah so um I lost my train of thought. This will be the second <laughs> podcast in a row that in the middle, I'm like about to go say something and respond to what you were saying. And I lost my train of thought. Oh, dude, it's it's just that happens to me when I do my podcast, too, man. I just yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll someone will be talking. I'll be listening. And I'll be like, oh, I had this really good point. Yep. And then somewhere along the line, it'll switch and they'll kind of switch their point. And I'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was oh, OK. Oh, shit. Shit, what was it yeah. to say? Yeah. And then they stop talking. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm fucked. And this is live or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that happens, man. That's actually perfect because I'm going to use that and move on. So um, <laughs> you have a podcast, the lead singer syndrome. Um, and Mikey talks about it incessantly. He's your biggest fan in the entire world. Um, nah, so. Thanks, Biggest yeah. podcast fan, like your podcast is freaking amazing. I, I tell so many people about it, and you know it's crazy to think that you know now that I'm getting older, I'm 32. I've actually been like discovering new bands by listening to your podcast. So how how cool is that? That that's like a new platform for people to discover music. Totally, and you know what? For me too. There's so there's so many bands that I've you know maybe heard the name around but never like actually was like okay i'm gonna like like listen to like something like real friends like you know that's a band that i'd heard of and whatever and i was like oh yeah and then because i was going to talk to the lead their lead singer dan um you know 
I was like, oh, I'll listen to the band. And I'm like, holy shit, this band's awesome. Like, I really <laughs> like this band. So it, it, it even works that way for me, too. And, you know, I'm 30. I just turned 38. And it's true. Like, it's harder and harder as you get older, seemingly, to find, you know, new bands that you can get pas- be passionate about. And, right. and I've really found a lot of them. Yeah. What, um, what was the, what was the thinking behind it? Like who, what, what's kind of like, you want to give us like a little bit of a background or history yeah. on lead singer syndrome and, and, and what you were trying to accomplish there? Sure. Well, it all kind of started with the name. Um, you know, we'd always make jokes about, about, you know, me having lead singer syndrome with the band, you know, I'm in and, and talking about just like when, you know, when somebody does something like total, like total diva move, move, you know, um, so some of we would say, oh, you know, that guy's got lead singer syndrome or whatever. So it was always a funny um, kind of expression. And then somewhere along the line, I kind of, you know, I'd had these conversations, you know, with just other other, you know, band members backstage. And sometimes like it'd be like, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about stuff. And then, you know, next thing we know, like the venue's trying to close up because we've been talking for like an hour about whatever. And, and you know, the amount of insight and, and stuff that I learned and found out just from talking to, to other people was amazing. And I said, you know, if somebody could be a fly on the wall and just hear this conversation that I'm having with, with people, um, they would be amazed, you know. Right. So so that's what it is. I just tried to recreate, you know, those backstage conversations that I had with other lead singers. And, you know, I think part of it is because I've been doing it so long, um, you know, being a singer in a band and I've I've got so much experience touring and everything. I think when I interview somebody, they know they can't bullshit me, you know, <laughs> yeah. so they 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 don't give me the canned answers that they can kind of get away with giving some journalist, you know, the easy answer, um, you know, like, like a John Tavares interview. I mean, geez, that has that guy ever said anything like controversial ever in his life? No, you know, um, robot. It's very robotic. I mean, he, 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 I could see it like under his, you know, under his face though that he's just ready to explode man <laughs> especially the post game comments tonight but you know, be like me myself and irene he's just gonna snap one day right that's <laughs> totally totally um but but you know uh, uh but it's funny how we relate these things back but but no honestly it's um it really is cool i think that i'm able to get these kind of non-robotic responses from from front men um that just because they know they can't they can't give me some line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're interviewing usually the most interesting people of each, you know, set because they're, you know, I mean, that's, you're the, being a lead singer, you're the, the face, the voice, the lyric, the, this, the, that, I mean, anybody can write a song, but the guy that's singing it really kind of like in, is the, is what's being said, you know what I mean? You know, and, uh, yeah, so it's just such an awesome concept. It's somebody so influential as yourself with such a big um, following to put that those two together, kind of realize the moment and realize the necessity for or interest people would have and to have that type, you know, coupled with the amount of access you have. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes for such a great um 
a great conversation, you know, and that's uh-huh. kind of what people are looking for with podcasts, right? You're listening to them at work and you kind of, I don't know, it's kind of thought, pro- you want something that's thought provoking, like you want to learn something, you want to yeah. have your own opinion on something other than what you're working on, you know, you don't want to be a bunch of robots. <laughs> so No, no, but yeah, you know, yeah, you, you're right. And, and I think podcasting, and this is a podcast, so this makes sense to talk about, but you know, just just the fact that it's long form, yeah. you know, just so much more is said, you know, uh, in a podcast, whether it's a sports podcast or a music podcast, it's like the traditional forms of those things, just the, the sheer nature of it being on the radio or TV, you know, uh, right. they have to be short, right. you know, or a magazine or a print magazine article interview in music, right? Like, right. You only have a couple pages you can print, you know, or or someone's going to read. So when you're able to do this, it's just so much better. I mean, how many times do you have do you listen to like a, a morning? You know, I'm not sure what what you guys listen to in terms of like, a, a you know, a, a sports talk radio show in New York, um, you know, but how many times does somebody come on the air for an interview? And it's just like they get like two and a half minutes and they just say nothing. Mm hmm. You know, or or the or the host just guides them into whatever answers he wants them to say mm-hmm. for his questions yeah. like that it couldn't be more boring in sports and music. Yeah. So the fact that we're, you know, we're able to just talk openly, mostly unedited about all these things, you actually get something out of it. You actually someone actually says something. Yeah, you for know? sure. And growing up my whole life, I'd, I'd read interviews in magazines and stuff, and I'd just be like, man, this is just the same old shit. And, you know, and you don't get any personality and you don't get any real information about anything. So uh, I'm a big, big fan of, of the podcast format. Yeah, for sure. And even to like, it's almost fun, right? Because we as human beings, like, um, I don't really think it's possible to ever judge somebody or try and you're you're always trying to guess about how somebody truly feels about something and you never really get that opportunity like you said in in a, in a short form type no. interview so it's almost like you know people if you do listen to podcasts and especially what you're you you really get more even if they're trying to not say something you, you can dissect it more you know what i mean like you never you're going to like we're going to do an hour long podcast and 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 or interview with you and and people are going to learn more about you and and what you're really saying, you know, even if you're yeah. not outright saying it. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's more real where whereas exactly what you said, like and just so that way, like I'm going to keep it away from John Tavares so that because we're not going to beat it with a stick or anything. But <laughs> like somebody that's gotten themselves in trouble because of a long form interview is the owner of the Rangers. And the Knicks, uh, uh, Dolan, the guy who owns Madison Square Garden, Jim Dolan, because of you know, he threw out Charles Oakley from, and then right. he got another guy banned from Madison Square Garden for life because the guy yelled, sell the team at him. And when they brought him in for an interview, instead of the, you know, three or four minute over the phone, they gave him a 15 to 20 minute interview on Michael K. And he looked like an asshole because he couldn't keep his story straight. And he just mm-hmm. said, so exactly what you said, you know, it's, it's such a better, um, such a better platform. Absolutely. Out of it, but I mean, but I mean the guys like in sports and in hockey that have, that have given good interviews, you know, are always better. Like somebody like Jeremy Roenick, 
You know, a lot of people don't like Jeremy Roenick. I love Jeremy Roenick because the guy actually says what's on his mind. Right. Oh, all those guys did. Those are the cocaine 80s. Well, I mean, not I call Mm -hmm. them the cocaine 80s, even though it was like the late 90s to early, early 2000s. I mean, those guys were were insane. Then the Sean Avery's even Martin Brodeur had his had his skeletons. You know what I mean? Like, so it's fun. You know, it's actually amazing nowadays. I think I feel like hockey is the only sport that has kind of survived the the controversy and nonsense in the in the background like hockey dudes are just like good old-fashioned fun you know what i mean yeah that's i mean that's the reputation you know for sure i think that there's a little more there um you know for some reason um but i mean you know someone like brad marchand obviously everybody outside of boston can't stand you know but you have these guys and you have these villains um, in, in hockey and it makes it work, you know? If, yeah, if, but it's all on the ice. You get what I'm saying? Like, no. Th- there's no, there's no in hockey as opposed to football where everybody, like, it seems like every day we wake up, somebody's beat their wife or oh, somebody's yeah. like all that stuff. I feel like hockey just, I love hockey so much more nowadays because it's survived that type of like, you don't get that from right. from guys. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's just not happening. No, it's true. Yeah, when was the last time you heard about an incident like that or somebody drunk, drunk driving a car or you know, crashing a car or something in, in hockey? It's true. You don't, you really don't hear about those things. And it's surely like you do in the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, that could be – honestly, that could just be the sheer number of players that there, that there are in the NFL. Yeah. That's that could just be a numbers game. I don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, or or maybe there is some culture there. I'm. You know, with 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 football, and you know them getting hit in the head and all that too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's happening in hockey, but you know, it's it's a different kind of getting hit in the head. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But but I do agree with you though that uh, that hockey does seem to be like I said, there seems to be a little bit more there. Like above the fray, and that and yeah, it's just. I don't know. I just find it interesting that we, you know, it's, you know, I guess it, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here now that I realize it, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I just noticed it. Um, so yeah, with, with your podcast, um, I've noticed that sometimes the topic of sports does come up, but yeah. it's, it's, it's obviously, you know, a passion of yours. So when you're on the road, do you, do you also, you know, with the other bands you're on tour with like to, talk sports and you know got the, got the game on in the background or how yep. is touring and, and uh keeping up with your team yeah no definitely i think in my band i'm the biggest sports fan um i follow i follow pretty much every sport um you know the four major sports and then i i also you know i do like i, I follow tennis and i like i like to watch golf on tv I, a lot of people think that's weird i love watching golf on tv oh, you, awesome. you know so there's a lot in, in obviously college sports too i follow so um so yeah I'm, I'm a big sports fan and, and i think pretty much you know i follow my teams and i try to watch all the games i can it can be difficult when you're touring in other countries but you know now that nowadays just with you know you can just have it pretty much watch anything on reddit you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah. It's it's like that is such a game changer. So I'm able to keep up with it pretty well. Um, you know, our our guitar player Paul Mark is a huge um, Toronto 
uh, Toronto, no, no, he's not a Toronto fan. He's a huge Montreal Canadiens fan. Uh, so we're, we're constantly kind of jarring each other about that, you know, cause I'm a Leafs fan and he's a Habs fan. So, um, you know, so me and him, we, we tend to watch a lot of sports together. Uh, and then depending on the band we're on tour with, sometimes, you know, there's, there's guys that really are into sports as well. Like, um, for example, the guys in August Burns Red, some of our best friends and, and they're huge sports fans. So we're, uh, you know, we're, if, if we're out with a band like that, then we'll make an effort to, you know, try to go out to, to see a game, you know, like my goal is to try to go to all, uh, go to all, uh, 30 major league baseball parks. Um, you know, something like Don't that. Don't go to we, Philly. It's not worth it. No, nah, I've never been to, I've never been to Philly. Um, Could I keep it that way? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm Citizens, Citizens Bank Park, I think it's called. Yeah, I know. I've never been to that one. And, uh, we, we, we try to go to as many hockey games as we can too. We went we went to Sabres game earlier this year, and we've been to a Pens game before. And you know, uh, most of the guys in my band, uh, uh, they're not huge sports fans, but everybody likes hockey. We're Canadian. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm gonna do that thing that we do to everybody because now you just listed a bunch of people that we don't have contact with that we would love to interview. So yeah. Gonna- we're going to put you on the beat, man. You're going to be our new booker. Uh, <laughs> so just uh, find some people. No, we've had um, – we've been super lucky. Um, Mikey's done a really great job of getting in contact with a lot of people as of late. Um, we had uh, Boz on from Capstan. Yeah. We ha- yeah, we had um, – Red Wings fan, right? Oh, big yeah, time, big Red, Red Wings, Wings fan. Yeah, big, yeah big we time. had Ant- – Andrew Kine on, who's uh, from Grayscale, who is uh, a big Flyers fan. Um, and we had uh, Nick Gambarian from Bayside Rangers fans. So, like, you know, there's so many people. So it was awesome. And I had, I think, I can't remember, Mike, you remember what episode it is? I called out Seaway. Because I... <laughs> Cause I wanted, I wanted to talk to somebody about Toronto. I didn't know yeah. I was going to, I didn't know I was going to get the, the, uh, the head man in charge from up North Shaney from Silverstein. <laughs> so when Mikey was like, yeah, yeah, Shane wants to talk to you about, I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I should shut the fuck up now. Cause I'm talking to somebody, you know, well, let's to- see what you guys, let's see what you guys know. their know their, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So who, um, you know, I mean, uh, people that obviously, Mikey and I love every all the new stuff. Like, I feel like there are so many people that aren't that are like r- right on the cusp of being headliners. You know what I mean? Like that we've spoken to that I don't know. They're just kind of piling up. You're like, holy shit, they haven't even headlined the tour yet, and they're they're that good. Um, you know who's like new on your radar as of late? Well, geez, that's that's always a tough question for me. That goes <laughs> back to what we were saying about you know, being, being in your thirties and having trouble finding new bands, yeah. um, you know, but you know, you brought up Capstan. I think that's a band that's going to make some seriously big waves. Tough. Yeah. You know, we tough, we just, we just had them out on a, on, you know, back to back tours, uh, you know, all pretty much all winter long and fall. Actually, we were, we were touring with them and that's a band. I think once they, you know, they're, they're putting out some, some more music and stuff, people are going to love, the, the stuff they're doing and really get behind it. Um, there's been some great bands too that have, that have, that have really started to get into their own, um, a young band, uh, movements. They yeah. all of a sudden that band in about a year went from, 
you know, supporting, you know, a, a whole bunch of bands to all of a sudden, you know, being a headliner and they're doing awesome things uh, as well. So, you know, there, there's so many bands out there. They're, um, I mean, you, you pretty much just look at any um, tour going out and there's a lot of tours going out this summer because of, of Warp Tour not being, uh, being a thing anymore. I mean, you look at the, the openers on those tours, the, the, you know, the, the first band on or the second band on, honestly, if that, if that, if those bands are on those tours, there's a reason, there's a reason that they, they're on that, on those tours. So I I always say, you know what I mean? You're going to go see this band and look at the first two bands, you know, have a listen to them because, you know, a a lot of times people end up getting to the show late and they miss the opening bands and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, check them out beforehand because you could be really, really impressed. Um, you know, regardless of, of, what the tour is those those bands just don't just get those slots you know they don't just give them to anyone yeah that's a perfect yeah. example i just went to the the state champs tour and, mm-hmm. and grayscale was the opener and yeah. that band is fantastic and you know we had andrew on a few weeks ago but i actually never heard of them until you know they opened up on that tour so i checked them out and i was like wow this band's fantastic so yeah. i totally agree with what you just said because the tours these days are just stocked, man. Like they're so good from start to finish. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's really great. The, the level of focus that bands seem to be putting on, you know, taking out a lot of great bands for, for a package. It isn't, you know, it used to be, I think, Oh, it's just doing a favor. Cause it's the same label, you know, or those kinds of things. But, but you know, those, those days I think are kind of past us. And I think now the bands that get the slots are the, are the quality the quality bands so yeah yeah for sure and even like just as an aside i know we moved past it a little bit but mm-hmm. Mo- daylily by movements just crushes and i need to make sure that i say that on every single podcast episode <laughs> that we have because that song is just fucking sonically magnifique like fucking yeah. what a what a what a tune but um uh, yeah, I mean, like Mikey said, you have Grayscale opening up for state champs, and it's like, yeah, what? Yeah, it's so stocked right now, and um, you know, I remember going to see Silverstein shows when I was younger, <laughs> and thinking like, damn, talking to everyone else, saying that you know, you guys were the next ones up, so that was, you know, that was awesome, and I want to thank you for um, uh, everything that you've done, um, for me, especially with uh. Discovering the waterfront, man. I, I, I mean that, um, that always hit home for me. That that song was always, you know, I, I think it was like one of the first ten songs I ever put on an iPod, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, I, geez, you're making me feel old. Yeah, you can't, man. You can't even get an iPod anymore. No, you can't. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm talking like the real, like the one. Like, oh, it had the spinny circle with the. Play stop whatever buttons around the circle. Oh yeah, yeah. Like for the 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 the, like the the click wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember they did. They weren't even color yet. They were still like yeah. The the like the green and black screens. Yeah, you could put like two hundred songs on that motherfucker, and people (laughs) would be like, "Who even knows two hundred songs? That's just a complete waste of time and money." Like, all right, cool. But yeah, man. Like yeah, little. 12 year old Devin bumping fucking discovering the waterfront. So here we are. Man. I mean, that <laughs> Thanks, was brother. no dude, of course not hate to, you know, bow down to people, but it, you know, 
I feel like uh, you and I went at each other earlier on for <laughs> defending our team. So I wanted to, at the end, at least oh, remind, dude. remind dude, you. <laughs> if, we, if we, I mean, the reason we're doing this is because we're passionate about, about hockey, you know, and that's the reason I'm here. And the reason you guys have this show and I mean, you know, the, uh, pardon the pun, you know, I mean, the, the gloves are going to come off, you know, oh, it's just the sure. way it is for sure. And nothing wrong with that, man. But Hey, yeah. Congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs for the huge victory tonight, clinching yeah. the playoff spot with the game-winning goal by John Tavares. There Great. You go. Cool. That's I a good rap the right there. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same about us, but we did it We did it on Saturday. So, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't. No, I can't, no. That's, that's what I I'm talking about. La- I can't have you, let you have the last laugh on my podcast. If we were on the <laughs> thing here, then you'd, you could tell me to go fuck myself. But it's all right here, man. But uh, yeah, so um, I mean, that's an hour, man. That's a good, good interview. Uh, I'd love to have you back on, maybe in the playoffs, or we get an update and see how you're doing. Sure, maybe. man. Sure. Oh. Let's 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 do it. Let's, we'll see how it goes. And, and good luck. Good luck to the Islanders. Uh, I know you've been waiting, waiting a while to have you know a playoff run. Hopefully, this it's the year. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Same to you guys. Same to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Michael, you want to leave them with anything? No, Shane, you're the man. Uh, I'll continue to follow along on lead singer syndrome and keep it up. And uh, thank you for hopping on. Yeah, thanks, Ted. No problem. Thank you. I will promise myself I won't care. Distracting myself from your stare. And I've seen this mistake once before. With your games, I Mikey boy. Dev, man. It, that was really civil. Like when you think about it, you know, especially the way um, Islander fans and Maple Leafs fans have kind of been going back and forth all season. You know, I totally respect where Shane's coming from because he's on the other side of it. And, you know, it, you have to also look at the other side. You know, I, I get it. Islander fans can be hurt and we can you know hate jt forever but we do have to be respectful of you know other fans of other teams because hockey's the greatest sport in the world and if you're a fan of hockey you're cool by me yeah i'm gonna say it in case nobody kind of realized it. i blacked out pretty early in the beginning of that uh conversation <laughs> and i just if you ask me i didn't give a fuck who i was talking to on the other end of that i was just talking to a maple leaf fan and I just wanted them to understand so bad. Like, I, there was a point in my life where I just wanted Maple Leafs to understand so badly why we deserved to, why we deserved in the past to get our shot in, why you are not above anybody else, why we don't have to take it. 
And I also understand that you guys are that they're kind of confused as to why. But um, and then I realized that I was interviewing the lead singer to Silverstein and I should probably uh, keep it civil. So I'm glad that I didn't black out <laughs> the entire um, interview. And when we got into the music stuff, I mean, you know, Mikey kind of kept me on the tracks and kept kept me um kept me straight headed and then i kind of realized uh nah man relax it's all in good fun and you know what too even like i i we, i talked about steve dangle who runs his own leafs podcast and stuff like that um you know i tweeted at him last week and he made that really silly flagpole line i've never seen something um really blow up in somebody's face any harder than meet me at the flagpole we end up um, clinching a playoff spot before they do. But um, he even said, I, you know, I, we made a joke about it. He liked the tweet. I tweeted at him and I said, I just want to thank you for um, playing along. And he said, sure, man, sports are fun. And he's right. Um, he's right. I hope, uh, you know, I know at the end of the interview, I kind of let Shane know, like, hey, man, you know, I, I do obviously respect you and respect your hockey team and, um, do respect how great of a player JT is was for us, and um, you know we'll be able to move on. But um, yeah, if he sucked, like we wouldn't be making such a big deal about it. Like yeah, obviously it'd be another like, transaction, yeah, whatever. But I did want to bring, I, and I wish I did in the interview. Like, dude, once the playoffs come around, make sure JT doesn't stay on the ice too long in overtime because that is definitely his one weakness. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Maple Leaf fans have been um, have kind of been made aware to the fact that he kind of struggles in uh, struggles in 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 post game play, but it doesn't really matter in the playoffs, man. There's everything well, stays. There's no three on three in the playoffs. It just yeah, but uh, overtime is where he 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 tends to stay on the ice longer than he should. Yeah, I mean, not my chair, not my problem anymore. But yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But um, what I wanted to talk about was, and, and I, I know I, I kind of pointed out how annoying it is for Maple Leaf fans to kind of, I mean, I get it. It's the only thing they're doing is playing hockey in Toronto. Uh, it's you know they're it's they're very well known for it, and how you know kind of insignificant the Islanders are to the uh, hockey media. But I mean, just another microcosm of what it feels like to be a fan for somebody to say like, Hey, we really don't have a history and in the playoffs. And I'm just, I almost, you saw me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Eighth penalty shot. Tucker Domi. Like, what are we talking about here? Why? What, you know, how, how do you not remember that? So for somebody, Dude, they, like, they like legitimately ruined Mike Pekka and Kenny Onsen's careers it's bad and even and i'm not gonna keep saying his name but i just for, to not i mean it's almost like they just pushed it out of their heads like oh no this didn't happen <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah and, and, and for us i feel like that's like gotta be one of the best playoff series you know in islanders history oh stop no you don't think so? well absolutely dude, not for millennials, it, millennials it is well, okay, yeah, I get. I mean, like, yeah, for us, that you, season, that season, you was said Islanders so playoff history. I mean, that's 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 a stretch. I would say, I, I think so, though. When you think about the the you you know the context of it, 
It's that 2001-2002 season. That's the year of 9-11, dude. Like, I've never been so, like, patriotic and, like, proud to be a New Yorker in my whole entire life. Granted, I was only in ninth grade in high school. But, like, going to games that season was the most special time being an Islander fan. Like, it was, like bringing together the Islanders like the Islanders were just like the laughing stock for so long. And then they finally went out and but like brought in Yashin and Pekka and like brought in some big names. And then you had like nine 11 in the background and the country come together. Like it was just such a special season and playoffs for, for, you know, people our age. And I think yeah. even like older Islander fans appreciate that series. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's definitely going to go down in the history as as one of as you know. I mean, the Bates penalty shot, um, you know, yeah, it, it it's it's memorable, you know, and you know, I sell a sweatshirt commemorating it, so yeah, I, it's a big enough deal for you know for me to you know say. But I, I mean, they go and they lose the series, you know. I mean, it's uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I I, I guess I could kind of see why it was just. A stepping stone to Leaf fans that they nothing really memorable on their end. Um, yeah, the 2000, you know, the terror attacks and stuff like that definitely um, amplifies it. I just can't. I don't know. To me, 93 would after the cut. I mean, you know, cup runs aside, right? And then I guess 93 really has to be the the next one. Yeah, the next one because it's. I mean, the most unlikely. The most, I mean, the, the fact that they got to the. Well, I, I guess I want to make the argument like then when you look at the 2002, 2003 season, it was basically the same exact team. And we went on to play, I think, Tampa Bay in the playoffs that first round. And there's not really that same feeling associated with that team in that series as there is with that 2001, 2002 season. OK, where it's, where it's virtually the same exact team. They both made the playoffs, you know. Okay. I, yeah, I, no, I, I get just it. thought that was pretty, pretty memorable season. Yeah, I get it. I mean, even like the, um, even the 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 playoff the playoff runs as a like as of late, really. I mean, Tate. I mean, we took we took Washington um, seven games. You know, I mean, that was quote unquote the end of the Coliseum, and they left it. They left it with a W, um, but. Other than that, you know, I'm, I don't know, nothing memorable. The, the, um, the next, uh, the year, uh, I'm sorry, what year was we leave the Coliseum again? 2015. Yeah, 15. So, and then we make it again in 16, 17. Yeah. So, I mean, that, uh, you know, what I remember from 15, I, I just spoke about it with my sister on the way home. Like even, even that year, that next year, what I remember is them like purposely, I don't want to say throwing, but losing the game to the Rangers that gives us the first round pull against Florida, you know, to get that first round win going into Tampa, beating the doors off them game one, and then just getting absolutely mollywopped for you know the next yeah the rest of the season the, next, the rest of the series so like you know yes it was the first series win since you know 
Christ wore sandals, but at the same time, like it's memorable. <laughs> it was Florida. Yeah, it was like you backed in anyway. You know, had we, had we we could have pulled Pittsburgh. You know, Ranger. The Rangers end up having to play Pittsburgh and getting trounced there, and then and then you know whatever. But I don't know. I, I just. Yeah, 2002 playoff series. I don't understand how that one doesn't really leap out in, in Maple Leaf fans' minds, but I wouldn't put it as one of our, you know, most memorable series. But to each their own. I mean, you made it, you make you make a good point from time to time. But back to <laughs> back to the interview we just had. Um, yeah, lean singer syndrome, Mike. You've been talking about it forever. Uh, yeah, I, I I heard about it because of actually the lead singer of Emerosa going on it a few years ago, and I'd never heard of it because you know it kind of unless like a an artist is tweeting out about it, I just it wasn't on my radar. And then once Emerosa brought it on my radar, I like instantly went back and listened to every single episode. Like it's just such an interesting podcast to hear. Like like Shane said, like the real answers to some of the tough questions because yeah. these artists can't really bullshit him because he's, you know, so monumental in the music scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's so cool to hear um, somebody that understands the gravity of the mantle that they've kind of ascended to almost, you know what I mean? And I, I don't think Shane told us walking around, you know, like beating off reporters with a stick and, and, you know, no pictures, please. But I just to understand kind of like when he said, oh, you know, we, we'd be talking at venues together with people. And, you know, I realized that people would love to be a fly on the wall, of this conversation. And then to kind of parlay that into a podcast is awesome, you know, because it's. Well, that's kind of what inspired me because now now people can kind of hear, you know, some artists that they didn't really even know were such huge sport fans talk about teams that, you know, they're interested in. Yeah, and for I, sure. And it, it's also cool to to know that there's people that are discovering music from our podcast. So I feel like we got something going on here, Devin. And, you know, it's all basically been because Shane told inspired me to get this thing started. It's a good point. He did. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's such a, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I just think it was, like I said, it's very cool that, um, he has that going for him and that's something you check that out. Lead singer syndrome. Um, he's, you know, doing what we're doing with a little less hockey, you know, less of a hockey skew on it. And, um, yeah, I mean, just even he's staying relevant, too, with some of the um, newer bands. Being Silverstein is one of the golden oldies, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Just, you know, it's one of those top bands that we all listen to growing up. But for him to still stay relevant with the newer bands like Real Friends, Capstan, Grayscale, and and, and Movements, and all, those, all these bands that are coming through, like, um, it's awesome. It gives us a great reference point, and uh, I hope that... Um, we can talk to him during the playoffs because, uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, we we both kind of like the same stuff. He just happens to root for the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think people are going to dig it. And, uh, 
I'm just excited that we were able to land that. It just, you know, the fact that some of these really amazing artists are coming on our podcast is just makes me like just giddy to think about. Yeah, for sure. And one more, I think like they have, we all kind of have a a natural, well, okay, let me, let me, let me restart this thought here. Um, So, we all kind of w- hockey is is diehards only kind of right. I mean, there aren't really outside of the original six teams who maybe um, embody more of the region and 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 the history and tradition. And it's cool to like them, but you don't really you hear so much about them. You don't have to go out of your way to to um, find out how they're doing. Other than those teams, right? Everybody's kind of known as you know hockey's a hardcore sport, right? So. Um, you know what's going on and how you how you feel about your team, but you always kind of have um, a sense of um, curiosity as to what other fan bases think of your team. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just a natural kind of, gee, I wonder what people from Detroit think about the New York Islanders. You know what I mean? I. Or or somebody like Nick Gambarian who, um, I'm sorry, not Nick. Well, Nick too, but uh, yeah, Nick. I'm sorry, Nick's a Ranger fan. I meant to say Matt Fozzi, who, um, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, should not really give a shit um, about the Islanders at all. Who cares if you're a Sharks fan, Islanders fan? So it's almost like an hour platform for the two of us to kind of fill people in on on what we like how we feel um we should be thought of or portrayed as um as told by fans of uh, actual fans of the team and then we kind of get to hear um you know the same for them and it's cool because it's people that we are inspired by and um respect very highly um, so it's just like a really cool feeling to kind of get that opportunity to be like, Hey man, like we're not a bunch of assholes that throw things at guys that did great things for our team. Like we have a reason why we're mad and, you know, I'd like to know, you know, what Lou Lamarillo did for your team or, you know, how you became a Sharks fan or, you know, you know how why your whole family is Red Wings fans. So you know you got you kind of get to tell your story to these guys, and it's cool. Amen. That's that's why we're doing this, man. Yeah, yep, 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 for sure. So um, we got on the docket for Saturday, last game of the year, last regular season game of the year, will be um, National Isles Meetup Day, man. Yeah, National Meetup Day. We got meetups going on across the country. Um, the the post is out, so if you're looking to see if your city has one going on, just go to any of the Isles Meetup pages and check them out. Um, pretty cool to see Kevin Conley. His uh, attendance rate at the LA Meetup is still at 100%. Wow. So, <laughs> Kevin Conley's all about Isles Meetups, man. It's pretty sweet. I- I want to send him. Uh, I want to send him Eddie's pizza. He um, in one of the beginning um, entourages, he has pizza from my town shipped to them in California. It's like part of the episode. 
Um, so I want to I want to send him Eddie's Pizza now that I have like a direct link to this guy. Be like, hey man, send you some Eddie's. Yeah, you got to get him some gear because uh, the past two group photos, he's he look he looks like a civilian. We need some uh some yes man gear sent out to Kevin Conley. Yeah, I may I, he I may need to work on that. I mean, we're out here interviewing Shane Told from Silverstein. I mean, I, the next natural step is to just be best friends with Kevin Connolly. That that that's just where it's going. <laughs> let's let's be in Kevin Connolly's entourage. Yeah, yesterday I kind of look like Turtle. I think I could pull off Turtle. Yeah, I've also gone Turtle, but that's just because we're just wider individuals. Wider, W I D E R, not whiter. We are very Caucasian, but uh, yeah, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I got nothing else really going on. I mean, oh, I'm selling a T-shirt that says fuck on it. Hey, it's just a quote. It's a direct quote. What do you want? There's nothing I could do. Am I right or wrong? It is what he said. I may have bought one already. Yeah, discountless. I too. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Like, dude... The group chat. Don't where, talk about it. But, yeah. Everybody pays full price. This isn't a handout. This is bar down breakdown. I'm your boy at Yes Men Outfitter, Mikey. Plug, plug it, and let's get out of here. I got shit all to right. do. Yeah, Isles Meetup CLT. Uh, that's all I got for you. National Meetup Day is on Saturday, and uh, we're we're ready for the playoff push, man. We're ready to support our team for every single game. Yep. 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 So give me the end. All right, Devin. Peace be with you, my friend. You're fucking right. <laughs>